Hello, welcome to Spotlight, a focused beam of creative imagination. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we hear about the latest series of film shorts released by Culture Vannon on a little mobile icon of the Sunset City. Catch up with the Children's Poet Laureate on a visit to the Isle of Man. And it's almost time for the Koosh again. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you might be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to put in that spotlight. Poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, don't forget film. You know the email, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Spotlight at maxradio.com, Kane at maxradio.com, and yes, they're all read, and yes, I'd love to hear from you. Get in touch, get featured on the programme. What have you got to lose? This was for fiberglass, etc. Over there was the mechanical side where we did uh, fairing brackets and all that sort of thing. And upstairs in the mill, we used to blow all the bubbles and paint all the bits for the P50s and drivers. So I was in charge of the whole lot then. And Cyril uh, was still in charge like but I kept an eye on all the staff. A little taster of the latest film, or should I say films, released by Culture Vannon and celebrating one of the perhaps unsung technological success stories of Peel. The Peel P50. Of its time, ahead of its time perhaps, whilst being widely hailed as the world's smallest car which was produced commercially. Now, if you have one in a wardrobe, it's a collector's item fettering eye-watering sums of money. Have a look under your bed. Online and educational resources officer at Culture Vannon, James Franklin, told me more about the P50 and the films they've made. I began our chat by asking him how the films at Culture Vannon were actually chosen and curated. Well, it all kind of filters through me, I guess. Um, And the great thing about this is that it pretty much comes down to what's interesting and what is not covered online and that includes in the past it's been things like the um the calendar customs which have been a popular series of things we've done but these days we're moving more into uh, unusual things around the isle of man or bits of history which perhaps we need to get now before they go such as peel engineering and that is indeed the topic of this latest series of films peel engineering and the it, it is one of those curious ones. It is famous in its own way, I suppose, the P50, and yet it's still quite obscure in many ways. <laughs> yeah, the P50 is such an iconic, beautiful car. It's the, it's a world record holder as the smallest production car ever made. And if you've never seen it before, it pretty much looks like a tiny car cut in half and just left with this one, just the one seat, as it were. It's an amazing thing. And I remember, I think, again, if you're of a certain age, which I am, uh, I always remember the classic bubble car. It was like a sort of bubble car, but smaller. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's it was apparently designed with the idea of a scooter, but um, covered over. And so it's it's pretty much the engine of a scooter, but in car form. And the, it, to give you an illustration of just how innovative and unusual and small it is, 
is that it doesn't, like a scooter, it doesn't have a reverse gear. And so if you want to reverse it out of a gap, you get out the car, pick up the handle and just turn it around. And again, if you've ever watched or a bit of a motoring fan and ever watched, I think it was the Top Gear and the uh, ubiquitous Jeremy Clarkson, I think there's some footage of him driving one inside the building of the BBC, literally driving one into a lift and going from one floor to another. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it says so much about the P50 that there's no other car like this and it will always have the attention of people all around the world as it does and this is something which was made in Peel. And the, the P of P50 stands for Peel. And this is something which we can be very proud of. And we Manx people should have a means of finding out more about this, which is where this film has come from. So how many of the people who are actually involved in its creation and production are, are, are still around today? Um, well, Peel Engineering was a relatively small company. It was just a factory um, up at the top end of Peel Harbour and a showroom just opposite. And of course, at the centre of this was Cyril Cannon, uh, a fellow who opened Peel Engineering in the 1940s, but it's the main kind of glory days were in the 1960s. And in this, sadly, Cyril has gone already, but in this film, we chat to four people um, who were involved in the company back then. George Gelling, the workshop foreman, Ernie Lease, the welder and fitter, and Celia Jockin and Edith Cutsfuss, the fiberglass specialist. And from them you get this wonderful idea of Cyril and the creativity and innovation involved and just just how amazing this organisation was. And Ernie Lease, I think, still well known, of course, around Peel and with the Lease Museum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is a great guy and we've chatted to him before with an oral history interview, which is fascinating about various other things but it's amazing that he has just this is one of the strings to his bow his time working at um, Peel Engineering creating things like the P50 and a hovercraft and these other amazing cars. So do we know why in the because I haven't had a chance to see the film yet but obviously as you say it was innovative and it was well record-breaking in many ways in its time and still record-breaking now from the size of the car but the company what didn't last that long? Well, it was created in the 40s, and then it was um, incredibly innovative and creative, like I say. And so there are very early adapters, adopters sorry, of new technologies like fiberglass. And so initially they were making um, motorbike fairings, it's called, the, uh, the front of motorbikes, the... Um, yeah, it is the fairing, I think, isn't it? Yeah, if that's... How, how do you describe I'd, a fairing? Describe I'd call it a fairing, fairing, yeah. Yeah, OK, good. Well, if you know what we're talking about, that's good. That's what they did um, early on, and so they were creating the fairings for the TT races, and from that, they moved on to these innovations like the P50, and also the two-seater version, the Peel Trident, and also the Peel Viking Sport, which was an amazing thing. This also features in the film. It's... You take the body off a... A mini car and then you put on this fiber class body and this um it takes it from looking like a mini which is very nice but it makes it look like a sports car and if you have ever seen a peel viking sport oh it's a beautiful thing <laughs> so were there some wonderful stories from the people who had worked on it yeah absolutely and the the working methods back then um sound it yeah it just sounds like a wild wild place in a very good way so creative and Cyril was the sort of person who'd have an idea and they'd make it work and they'd sell it. 
and there's some lovely archive footage in these films of them, the promotional stuff for the P-50, and they're zooming these little cars off to Peel Castle and back, or driving it rather slowly up Peel Hill, or other ones of them par or reverse parking it, as I described, picking up and putting it into these tiny spaces along Peel Prom. And these are the sorts of promotional videos which would have been shown all around the world and in a sense still are and they're in selling these cars for an enormous amount these days. I was going to mention that they fetch phenomenal sums now. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're someone who has a P50 um, gathering dust in the, uh, in the garage back there, then you want to get that out, definitely. Absolutely. Um, a total of, what, six films I think I saw made in total on this, and this is, this is all round sort of, so the other films give a, a sort of more in-depth view of it? Yeah. And so the key film is this um, short, kind of seven-minute uh, documentary about Peel Engineering and its different products, including the top-secret hovercraft, which was in production towards the end. But outside of that, of course, we conducted quite long interviews with these people who worked there, as well as um, taking journeys in cars today. We had a journey in the P-50, in the Peel Trident, and the Peel Viking Sport. You ever ride in one? No, sadly oh. not. Sadly not. Maybe one day. <laughs> but um, And so separately we produced films of the full interviews and the full um, journeys in these cars. And I think sport uh, car fans will definitely enjoy these short films gorging themselves on the cars. And the interviews are fascinating for people that engage with oral history or that side of things. And as you say, I can see them being incredibly popular around the globe uh, with car fanatics, uh, wherever they might be, on a local level and from a culture van point of view. As you say, again, it is very much part of Peel's history. It's an amazing success story, which perhaps not everyone does hear about. And as, again, as you say, it's, it's a chance to hear while we still can from the people who are directly involved. Absolutely. The P50, as you say, gets quite a lot of um, attention worldwide but it's never in the Manx context. And I think a lot of people in the Isle of Man will know of the P50, but perhaps not know how it, where they were created specifically, or the context in which they were made and how these other beautiful, amazing innovations were also created at that time. And it's something we can all be very proud of. And if people want to see them, how do they access them? It's on the Culture Vanna website or on the Culture Vanna YouTube pages. Marvellous. And anything else in the offing, or are you a sworn to secrecy? Well, there's always something in the offing, but it's always um, top secret until it uh, makes it splash. Look out for what's coming. The Culture Van and Films, always a wonderful watch, but be warned, once you get there online or go to their YouTube channel, you can get lost for hours. Check it out on the Culture Van and website or YouTube pages. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, we all know reading is good for you in so many ways, and it's important to encourage children to have an interest in the written word from an early age. The Isle of Man Henry Bloom City Library plays a great part in this. We're very lucky to have it. And recently, they had a rather special guest, as local democracy reporter Emma Draper found out when she dropped down. I've been speaking to Henry Bloom City Librarian Jan McCartney about how important the library is for children here on the island. 
a class of Year 1s from Henry Bloom Noble Primary School was treated to a reading session with Children's Laureate Joseph Coilo. They both said encouraging kids to read helps them perform better at school. I'm Waterstones Children's Laureate Joseph Coilo. Reading is a wonderful thing to do. We know time and time again from various studies that it helps with lifelong opportunities as well as it just being fun. It broadens horizons. You know, you can lose yourself in a book, but you can also find out about the world on your doorstep and beyond. So I think it's vital that we encourage children to read and to become lifelong readers and learners. Why did you decide to come to the island and, and Henry Bloom Noble Library? Why, were they, why was it one of your choices? I thought it was really important to, as children's laureate, to go as far and wide and, you know, to cover the entire UK and beyond. And to, I've been visiting all the islands around the United Kingdom. So I've been to the Isles of Scilly, Guernsey, Jersey, Orkney, Shetland, uh, the Isle of Lewis and Harris. Um, and what's been wonderful is to go to these places and to hear from librarians. Oh, it's so wonderful that you've come here because it's often quite hard to get author visits in those libraries that are maybe a little bit more far flung or slightly off the beaten track. So it felt very important to, to go to as many libraries in as many areas close to and associated with the UK. Why are libraries so important for kids in your opinion? Libraries are the hubs of communities and they're cross-generational. So I think it's vital that kids become familiar and comfortable with libraries as early as possible. I've been well, I think this is my 209th library now. Um, and across those libraries, I've taken part in lots of rhyme time sessions. So where parents are going and carers with babes in arms, getting children very comfortable with words and learning and having fun with books. So I feel, I feel that's key because if a child feels comfortable in a library space, it means they feel comfortable to go there and ask for help should they need it be that for vital council services, for services that can direct them to, you know, for, for mental health issues, for if they need help there, or, you know, help learning how to use a computer. I was in a uh, library where they do coding lessons. I've been in libraries where they have 3D printers, as well as getting, you know, help with books, help with research, help with studies. So it's, they're vital spaces where they enca encapsulate everything to do with books, but so much more as well. Reading Charity Book Trust, who manage the laureateship, um, have got a load of poetry prompts over on their website, booktrust.org.uk forward slash poetry prompts. They're a free video resource where I invite young people to write a poem in five minutes. There are over 45 videos free to use on the website with links to the curriculum. So there's lots of uh, teaching resources created by the Centre for Literacy and Primary Education. So I hope that parents and teachers feel like they can use this resource. Hi, my name's Jan McCartney. I'm the City Librarian here at the Henry Bloom Noble Library. So what can the library offer? What can Henry Bloom Library offer for children and young people who want to sign up? Oh, where do I start, Emma? Um, the library is, what we'd like to say, it's a warm, safe, welcoming space for everyone from babes in arms right through to retired people. Um, it's somewhere to come, obviously, to borrow books, but there is so much more in the library, so many other services we have. We've got a lovely IT suite. We've got a study area downstairs, which is phenomenally busy during exam times. As an, and Manx collections downstairs there as well. We've got a photocopier. We've got, we've actually got, if anybody is stuck for anywhere to get stamps, we've got a, a post office stamp machine, we've got a hot drinks machine, we, and basically it's, it's a community space where, yeah, a lot of people come to actually borrow books, but some people just come to sit and enjoy, relax, and 
that's absolutely fine. It's probably one of the only public places that you can just walk in at half past eight in the morning, leave it at five o'clock. Nobody ever asks you why. It's, it's here for everyone in the community. And how can parents get their kids signed up if, if they really want to? Oh, that, w- that would be fantastic. Yeah, it's such an easy way to, to sign up to the library. You can either come in physically and we have a simple um, library form to f- complete. It's free to join the library. Everything about the library virtually is, is free. Um, so, yeah, it's just a case of signing them up and signing the form as a guarantor. And then for children, they can borrow six books at a time. Adults can borrow eight books at a time. But also for people who don't live in Douglas, the library is free for everyone on the Isle of Man. But we do appreciate that if you live in up north or down south, it could be difficult. There's reasons why you can't get into Douglas very often. And that's why we've got a superb online offer. Um, You can actually even join the library online so you don't have to need to come into the library physically to join. Because online we've got access to Encyclopedia Britannica, which is a fantastic resource for children for their homework help. And can I stress, it's a trustworthy source. So many children these days will just Google information and it's not always accurate, whereas Encyclopedia Britannica is. But we've also got two apps and they're called Libby and Borrowbox. And on those apps, there are e-books and e-audio books for children and adults and also thousands of newspapers and magazines all available for free and if you haven't been in the library recently get yourself down there always welcoming and as jan says it really is for everyone young or old finally this evening it's almost koosh time again what's the koosh i hear you ask what's the koosh well here's ruth kagan gale fresh from her recent trip to canada to explain more So the Couche is the Manx Language Festival. It runs between the 1st and the 5th of November and there's things all over the island for all. So no matter what age you are, whether you've never done any Manx or whether you're a fluent speaker, there's going to be something for you to do. Um, You can find the entire programme on learnmanx.com forward slash Couche and I'll just spell that out. (laughs) C-O-O-I-S-E. H and all the booking details and events are there but I just thought I would tell you about a few particularly arty things that you might want to know about so um, just starting on the Wednesday for example we've got a film night which is presented by the Bunskal Gilgach and that's at 7pm and that'll be at St John's Mills um, and they have I mean they are so creative as a school they, they create so many wonderful things including films um, and this is actually a premiere of some of the films that they've made and um, they have said dress for the red carpet so they're going to have a sort of bubbly on arrival and um, you know getting everyone to dress up fancy for that so uh, that thing is five pounds but you can find all the information on the website as I've mentioned and then we've also got on the Friday we've got some music things going on we've got in the morning at 10 a.m till 10 45 we've got a Manx songs and rhyme sessions for mini musicians that's led by the wonderful man in music who are well known for their work with early years and that's only two pound per child and fun for children age zero to four years now you don't need to have sung anything in Manx before they do loads of repetition so that's brilliant and for anybody who's new to the language a great way in 
And you can book there if you go to manandmusic.shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's up in Pullrose at the Man and Music studio. So just head down for like tickets when you go onto that website there and try and find the tickets area and you'll find it in there. And the evening on the Friday the 3rd is um, a Munjavega song night. So from 7 till 9 and that's in the Royal Chapel Hall in St. John's. Now you might be thinking, what, what does that mean? Now, well, Munjavega is the, um, they run a nursery in St. John's and they've also supported the Bun Skull, the Manx Medium Pri- uh, Primary School in St. John's for a number of years. They actually set it up. Um, it's now part of Desk, but they still support it so there's loads of catchy songs and rhymes that they've created in conjunction with the bun skull as well over the years and so this is a lovely opportunity for a big sing-along or just come and listen to manx mm-hmm. on the saturday the 4th of november there's an event called kush cavern as crew and that takes place between 10 and 3 in castletown at the civic hall art squared and in the george I'll be running some song workshops as part of that. Two different Christmas song workshops, which are free, 45 minute long, 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. And those are in the George. Um, you do need to book on, do that via the website, learnmanx.com forward slash koosh. There's also going to be music, um, live music to enjoy. And there'll be some craft and art workshops, which will be really nice for all the family. And again, you'll book through those um, on, on the website, find the details. And those will be at Art Squared. And on the Friday, Saturday night, there'll be um, a Cure as Gilk session, which is music and Manx. And that's at the Finn Bar in Ramsey from 8.30pm onwards. So if you're a traditional player, or if you speak Manx, or if you do both, just come along, bring it bring your instrument, bring your voice um, and enjoy some music. It's going to be after the fireworks though. So Ooh. I do suggest you get a table booking in with Fenodery. <laughs> um, but there's so many nice creative things going on and there's well, more besides as well. My eye was immediately drawn to Bake Bonnegan Manx on the first one there. That's... Oh, well, absolutely. So even outside of the arts and crafts sort of things, this, this well lovely um, Baking Bonnegan Manx, you can make Bonnig, butter and jam through Manx. Uh, there will be a little bit of English con- instruction there. So if you're a big in a Manx speaker you should still be able to access that and that's on uh, the Thursday night six till nine and in Peel in Juliet's again it's um one to book via the website it's normally 40 pounds or something like that this is a special price of 30 pounds um and there's even things like cocktail making in Manx so if you feel confident with your Manx that's classy that is classy isn't it yeah at Finbar in the Fenodery and a mini distillery tour through Manx as well which is obviously 18 plus only um but will be a lovely thing to do so there's all sorts of things going on now if you think oh you know what I've never done any Manx but I'm curious I, I would really like to try it Come along, there's pop-up workshops, there's pop-up lessons. Um, I'm doing some things at lunchtime in Santander Work Cafe for people to try a few things, just give it a go. Um, you know what, it's one of the best things I've ever done is learn Manx and I learned as an adult. And, you know, I just think, give give it a go if you if you feel like you can, if you've got time to do that and and would like to get stuck in and give it a go. Go on. Wonderful. Try give it. it. <laughs> give it a go. Try it. And I think we should create a Manx cocktail. I mean, I think a, oh, yeah. A bloody morag or something. Yeah. Oh, I like <laughs> that. Very good. And as you've suggested there, Kush, it is for, because again, people might think, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know any Manx. I'm not in the Manx sort of fraternity, but it's it's open to all. It's to encourage people to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And if you think, oh, I don't know how to, you know, get a way in. Well, this is a, this is a great way in. And you'll be able to come along on, say, that's 
Saturday, the Saturday the 4th, is a great way to come and chat to people, all the different organisations as well, who will be there and find out what opportunities there are for learning and getting involved and, you know, see crafts and books and manx and things like that as well. So come and chat to us. And if anyone's got any questions, you can email me and I'd be very happy to help. Um, my email address is um, manx language or one word, manx language at culturevanon dot i m for mike <laughs> you got that and just finally remind us what kush is i'm thinking chat but it's not chat is it what is it yeah it's got lots of different meanings it can mean like a, a subject or a cause but it means like a, it can mean a cozy chat and kind of get together as well so it's nice because it's multi-layered so yes if we want to say we're going to get together for a little kush it means we're going to have a nice little chat little cozy chat so i feel like that sort of encompasses the friendly kind of coziness of the festival so um come along to the kush tagus a kush that's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst hoovering your boot room? See you next week. Until then, look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. Cheerio.